Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Any Fry Show YouTube live chat poll of the day is sponsored by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. Right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. Don't get me wrong. I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine. But they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. This is the Annie Fry Show. Welcome to the Annie Fry Show. It's so good to be back. I am Annie Fry. If you haven't heard my voice in a while, I just want to make sure you remember who you're listening to. But it is good to be back. I'm really excited about that. I put on um I put something up on Facebook last night and I was talking about how I am not excited. I'm not like super excited to shake all the Christmas stuff off. There's kind of a reluctance that goes along with the idea that there that Christmas is over and there's just I, I've realized coming into my 40th year, which guys, I turned 40 in 2024. I don't even want to talk about that right now. Uh, it's been on my mind. I'll put it that way. Many of you have probably entered into your 40th year and you know what I'm talking about. I would like your advice for turning 40. Please share it with me. And I'm probably going to ask you that for the next four months because I turned 40 in April. Anywho, I was not sad to come back. It's like more, more sadness about uh, having to take the Christmas decorations down, which I haven't done yet, but I will this weekend. And not being at home with my kids who are still off school, by the way, holy cow. I was not sad to come back. And I thought, gosh, I just wish that there was something that we could talk about. I wish that something would happen that would make it easy to come back in. And they're like, how about the Epstein list? I'm like, okay, that'll do. I'll allow it. Can we check the sound folder in, in Google Drive? Make sure my sound's in there. I, I am... Looking through and combing through, okay, when the Hillary emails, when they were released on WikiLeaks, I spent a lot of time, a lot of hours combing through those emails and reading them for myself. 
And it was pretty eye-opening to see the way people communicate with one another. You know how you communicate with one another. You know how you email people. And then you keep seeing these stories about, you know, emails have been released or somebody's emails got hacked or somebody's text messages or DMs or whatever get hacked. And you're like, I should probably reconsider how I talk to people in such a short manner in communication. So I understand that if you know somebody well, if you work with someone a lot, you might respond back and forth with minimal conversation. It can't be a complete depiction of who you are as a person. Some of the testimony that is coming out of the Epstein list regarding specific people who are listed there, it's pretty horrific. It's, it's, it's actually, hor- it, it's terrible. And we all sit here and we all wait to see what happens next. I can't stress enough how you can't rely on a tweet that is out there right now, a post. You can't rely on somebody putting something on Twitter and confirming what you've suspe- uh, you've been suspicious of for years and years now about people who are on this list. Brad, I would not say that the list that came out, I would say that there are grotesque details that paint a deeper picture of what actually happened on Epstein Island, but there aren't really any major bombshells about wrongdoings of people associated. Yeah, I would describe it that way. I mean, there are some eye-opening names that you saw in there. You'd be like, wow, I didn't see that name coming. But there's also, like, some people's names that you see as you're scrolling through Twitter. It's like their name was mentioned in there, but sometimes it was just the lawyer asking the uh, witness if they talked to this person. Did you see this person? No. And the answer is no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so it's fair to say, you know, well, it's fair to mention somebody, mention a name, because if you did a search through the 948 pages or whatever it is, and you search their name and then it pops up, the the very presence of the name in these documents does not implicate anybody in any wrongdoing. Now, here's the part of the Epstein list of what we know so far. And I don't I don't know how many layers there are to this onion. Brad, do you remember before before I went on Christmas break, before we all uh, took the holiday time off? I kind of threw the story out. I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. so isn't it crazy that we there are people who are in jail and have been in jail because they've been convicted of sex trafficking. Yes. On this island. Yes. That is not conspiratorial. Right. That happened. For sure. In addition to that, we know of very high profile people who have been involved in it. The question is to what extent and the the the, the other more grotesque question that I'm not even 100% sure I want the answer to is uh what was the full service that was provided to these people? You know, if 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 they're sleeping with 17-year-old girls, if they're sleeping with 13-year-old girls, if they're doing other things, because that's alleged in a lot of conspiracies, that it's much deeper and darker than anything that we've publicly confirmed. But the idea before Christmas of what was known factually to be true, which is child sex trafficking by Jeffrey Epstein, and this idea that Ghislaine Maxwell... And I've been practicing all these names. They're all difficult names, except for Jeffrey Epstein, um, which some people said Epstein at one point. So maybe it is difficult. (laughs) We know that they were doing something that is. I mean, it's punishable by criminals in jail. Yes. The the only honor among thieves seems to be taking care of the Jeffrey Epsteins of the world. Yeah, I would agree with that sentiment. How is it? 
that we can culturally, and I'm just, I'm warning myself, folks, so, so join me in this or don't. I don't. It's up to you. How is it that we can boil down the consequence and the gravity of the Epstein list into simply how bad is Trump implicated in this and how bad is Bill Clinton? I'm, I'm, I'm repulsed by the political jockeying that is taking place. I understand that it's inevitable. I understand that there isn't going to be a scenario where in this hyper-political world, in the year 2024, mind you, that we are going to have some big bombshell like this come out and then not talk about the political fallout of all of it. Folks, there are people who are named in these documents with descriptions of the horrific things that they were doing to young girls and the servitude that these underage girls had to Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. And at one point, I can't remember which one it is. I think it's Jufrey. Is that how you say it? Virginia Jufrey? Um, I, th- she is saying... The questioner is asking her something about where Maxwell sent her. Did she send you here? Did she send you there? And her response is essentially, I just want you to understand that it wasn't she who was sending me there. It was they who were sending me there. It was always the two of them. It wasn't like she was doing these things in any way, shape or form outside of the pairing of Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. And I am thinking about if if we actually if culturally and societally, if we actually had the spotlight squarely on avenging these young girls and bringing truth into the light, whomever that affects, be damned. If we were actually focused on the terror that these young girls were subjected to, then the political stuff would sort itself out. We wouldn't have to jockey and and say, yeah, you know, Donald Trump this and Bill Clinton that. Because honestly, the involvement of Donald Trump in any of these documents is incredibly minimal. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot of people say this on Twitter. I thought it myself. I don't know where it came from first, but credit to whoever said it first, whomever you are out there. If Donald Trump were guilty of the things that... People want him to be guilty for. They want Donald Trump. They need Donald Trump to have sexually assaulted underage girls so that they can win a political battle. Think about that for a second. Like, walk away from it. This is the proverbial phrase that people say that makes me want to jump off a bridge. Let that sink in. <laughs> I hate it. Like, here, I know I know you're thick scold. Just give it a minute. <laughs> That's what I'm doing to myself. They need Donald Trump to hang for something, anything. It doesn't matter even how what percentage of it is actually true. The illusion has been valuable to them the entire time he's been in the political spotlight. And then in the midst of everything that they fabricate about Donald Trump, we are just dismissing what these young girls were put through because the names aren't necessarily as familiar to us. That's outrageous. It's insanity. And then you bring in Bill Clinton 
and you understand, yes, the phrase is, the headline is, uh, at least as far as the girls he likes, he likes them young. Okay, but there's nothing in those documents that directly implicates Bill Clinton. Neither Bill Clinton or Donald Trump in those documents that we have read so far have been proven to have done any of the things that the politicos out there were kind of hoping would happen so that they could use this as the nail in the coffin. I am disgusted by the whole thing. It's honestly actually somewhat impressive that Donald Trump's history on being in the lot of everybody who he associated with as a, as a businessman, as a mogul, as a, a highfalutin playboy in New York, especially with the real estate environment he was in. It's actually impressive to look back on his associations with Jeffrey Epstein and know the natural conclusion of it, which was for him to kick Jeffrey Epstein to the curb. Should he have done it sooner? Probably. Do I think that Jeffrey Epstein is probably the only salacious person that that Donald Trump associated with in the course of his time as a businessman in New York City? No. And when I look at politicians who travel the world, especially after they've been in office and they become very wealthy and the people who they talk to and the things that the countries that they go and do talks in pay them to do. And you see how they become wealthy off of their presence. There's a lot to be disgusted about. And that tale is one that repeats itself over and over and over in the political world. But when we're talking about the Epstein list, the people who we should be caring about protecting the most are these young girls. And in the midst of all of the political uh, jabs and crosses and everything that's going to be thrown around now, and I assume, Brad, is it your understanding that, like, this is layer one, there's more to come? Yeah, um, this was originally, because when uh, last week when Wrecker was hosting for you, he was excited for two days straight that he was going to get to report on this. And uh, there was a court document or a, a court case that, you know, delayed that. So there's some more names that were released that weren't released that were redacted on this dump that could come out. So this is like layer one. This is a, this is court documents. This is uh, transcripts of testimonies and, and flight logs and, and just mountains and mountains of evidence that was presented in court that has now been released to the public. So it's not like, Hey, here's a list of everybody that was on Epstein Island. That's not what this was. So there's more layers to this. And I imagine there's more to come out. And we'll be there to cover it. And Hans von Spikowski is going to cover it with us when we come back. I'm excited to talk to Hans. There are about 700 topics that I could throw at Hans. And the Epstein list is the first one I'm going to ask him about. I'm also going to, if we have time, discuss with him uh, briefly the Trump challenge and the, the Trump ask of the Supreme Court to get on the Colorado issue. What's going on in Maine with the ballots there? I mean, good grief. I've been gone for a long time. I didn't even count the days, but I did miss you. I hope you missed me, too. If you're listening to me right now, then thank you for being here. If you're not listening to me, then what are you thinking, silly? Those people aren't actually listening. You see what I did there? Appreciate you being here. The YouTube live chat poll. I want your comments and feedback on this. Uh, If you got a minute, join us on the Annie Fry YouTube channel and grade your outlook on 2024. A, B slash C, D or F. And your comments will feature them throughout the show on the Ruler Foods YouTube live chat poll. Hans, when we come back. 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Annie Fry Show. We're grateful that you are here with us on a Thursday afternoon. I'm very grateful to be back in the chair as well. So appreciate you being here with us. A reminder on the YouTube live chat poll today, you can grade your outlook on 2024. A, B slash C, D, or F. You let us know what you think 2024 is going to have in store for us and leave a comment as to why you feel the way you do. Let's get to our next guest, Hans Von Spikowski. We the people of the United States. More perfect. Our form of our perfect union. Heritage legal expert, Hans Von Spakovsky. Well, Hans, uh, happy new year to you. Great to have you back on the show. Well, thanks, and same to you. I said earlier in the show, a couple, like 20 minutes ago, I, I was really hoping on my first day back they'd give me something to talk about, and they're like, here's an Epstein list, uh, go for it. And I was reading <laughs> through the news last night, and I didn't feel like there was anything that was jarringly new information that they've come across so far, but I wanted to get your take, legally speaking, on what it is that people are actually reading through. What are these documents that have been released, and what are the implications for people who might be named in them? Well, in 2015, um, one of the teenage girls who apparently was recruited by uh, uh, Epstein, uh, the very rich guy who was convicted of... um, uh, soliciting child prostitution and whose girlfriend is now in prison for child sex trafficking, actually filed a defamation lawsuit against the girlfriend, the one who's now in prison. And um, the case was settled in 2017, which is a long time ago. Yeah. But at the time, all of these documents, all of these um emails, uh, email communications between Epstein and the girlfriend and others uh, were sealed by the court. And what has happened is that the court, all these years later, has finally ordered all these documents to be released. And the set of the first, I think, 40 some odd documents, there's probably something like 200, 250 of them, have been released. And 
it turns out there were all kinds of people who went on these trips in Epstein's uh, private plane, and the most prominent of which, of course, is Bill Clinton. And in fact, uh, there was even a photo released of Bill Clinton on one of these trips um, getting a massage from this very young lady who has been uh, involved in this. So that's what's starting this. By the way, there's only a passing reference to Donald Trump. There's no indication that Donald Trump uh, went on any of these uh, trips. And uh, in fact, apparently uh, Donald Trump and Epstein had a falling out a long, long time ago, many years ago, because they both bid on a mansion down in Florida, and Epstein was mad when um, uh, Trump won and bought the mansion. But but the biggest person mentioned, the most prominent probably, is uh, uh, Bill Clinton. Hans von Spakovsky with us right now, Senior Legal Fellow with the Heritage Foundation. I, I, before, before we went on Christmas break here, I remember reading the story where the judge had said, it was like maybe early, first week of January, or excuse me, December, and this judge had said, you know what, we're going to release these. And I we talked a little bit on air about how like there there are so many memes and and honestly kind of jokes around Epstein didn't kill himself but the idea of what actually took place on Epstein Island on the Lolita Express's airplane and and what Jeffrey Epstein we know that he was actually involved in is is actually horrific and it is. it's it's kind of amazing to me that we've gotten this far we're getting some more information now with this this release but why is it that people aren't more wrapped up, at least the media, wrapped up in getting to the bottom of the story about what actually took place? Well, frankly, I think it's because of the fact that most of the very prominent individuals who are mentioned in these documents, and includes not just Bill Clinton, but corporate heads of corporations and others, uh, most of them are big liberal Democrats. And so I don't think the media wants to talk about this and the fact that they were going along on trips. Epstein not only had a private jet that took people on trips uh, to other countries, but as you mentioned, he had this private island um, where he and uh, his girlfriend, Ghislaine Maxwell, were apparently recruiting teenage girls uh, to go along on these trips and um, to go to this private island. And, I mean, we can just um, uh, unfortunately imagine uh, the kind of things that were, were going on there. So in your estimation, Hans, how, what percentage of information does the public now have versus what might be released in the future? Is this the tip of the iceberg, or is this going to be the, the meat and potatoes of the release of the Epstein files? Well, no, right now it looks like only about 20 percent of the documents have been released. So uh, we don't know what else is is going to come out. Um, look, it's already been quite a scandal, particularly because of the way Epstein. Yeah, he did kill himself in prison. But, you know, he was indicted a long time ago down in Florida by the U.S. attorney's office. And he was given a sweetheart deal by the U.S. attorney down there at the time, a, a, a guy named Alex Acosta. Um, and when the details came out about the, the easy way he was let off uh, for his child exploitation, 
uh, it caused and led to Alex Acosta being forced to resign as the head of the U.S. Department of Labor, which he was during the Trump administration. But Alex Acosta actually had started off in the uh, Bush administration um, uh, with, with several different positions there, including being a U.S. attorney in Florida. We're speaking with Hans von Spikowski right now. I'm ex- I'm eager to see what else comes out of this current release and then the future releases when we, we are to get those. But I want to shift gears with you a little bit because being gone for almost two weeks, there's so much to cover in that amount of time, even Christmas being in the middle of there. Currently, uh, the Trump... Trump attorneys, I'm going to read this from Fox News, filed what his campaign called a powerhouse motion on Thursday, calling for a federal judge to hold special counsel Jack Smith in contempt of court for allegedly, quote, repeatedly violating, end quote, a stay order on his 2020 election investigation. Smith's case against Trump, the 2024 GOP runner, is on pause as Trump's attorneys appeal the case and argue that presidential immunity protects him from being prosecuted. In all things Donald Trump legal challenges, we can start there, but I'd like you to walk us through kind of a reset going into 2024 of what Donald Trump is facing uh, on the legal challenges today. Well, look, his biggest, yeah, he's got these personal prosecutions, the criminal prosecution of Jack Smith against him. But look, at the biggest issue he's got at the moment um, in the immediate moment is his removal from the ballot by the Colorado state Supreme court and the secretary of state of Maine. Uh, Just yesterday, um, the Trump lawyers filed a petition with the U S Supreme court asking them to take up the Colorado case and uh, overturn what the Colorado court did. That is probably the biggest issue that he's got because if if this isn't reversed if uh what the colorado court did isn't reversed if what the main secretary of state did all on her own isn't reversed uh there are other states that will probably follow this like california and elsewhere to take him off the ballot which will lead to election chaos plus they they have no constitutional or legal right to be doing that and taking him off the ballot. So we're going to have to really closely watch um, what the Supreme Court does. And look, this is this has got to be dealt with very quickly. And I mean, the the Iowa caucuses, when are they Uh, just two, two or three weeks off? A couple Mondays. Yeah. Yeah. So the election, the, the presidential election is about to get underway and the Supreme Court they don't have to take this case, but I would be very surprised if they don't. And then I think they're going to act very, very quickly and have probably the fastest docket <laughs> they've had for a case in a very long time. In your opinion, Hans, how how quickly could the Supreme Court come out with a ruling on that case? Oh, I think they could, uh, if not this week, next week, decide to take up the case give each of the parties a week or two weeks to file briefs, uh, schedule oral arguments by the end of January, beginning of February, and then quickly issue a decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could we could get a decision within a month, which for the Supreme Court, uh, that that is so rare. That just almost <laughs> never happens. Lightning fast. Hans, yeah. uh, Thomas Massey, Congressman Massey, 
tweeted out on December 29th, Maine, Colorado, and other states that might try to bureaucratically deny ballot access to any Republican nominee should remember the United States House of Representatives is the ultimate arbiter of whether to certify electors from those states. Now, that's stepping into some treacherous constitutional territory that I cannot traverse myself. But I wondered what you thought about Congressman Massey's uh, suggestion and reminder there. Well, in fact, he's right. That is within Congress's power. And it was in uh, uh, the late 1800s when several states sent competing sets of electors to Congress. And it was Congress that decided um, which electors to count. And I think Congress could um, object to counting electors from the state of Maine if they have acted in violation of the Constitution to remove one of the major candidates. By the way, talk about a conflict of interest. The Secretary of State of Maine, who made this decision, um, Anna, you know, you know, in 2020 what she was doing? In 2020, she was one of Maine's electors for Biden. Mm. <laughs> so, so talk about, talk about a conflict of interest. In 2020, she was an elector who voted for and helped get Biden elected. And uh, just a couple of years later, she on all on her own is removing Biden's potential uh, uh, presidential opposition candidate from the ballot. That, that shows you, frankly, how unethical she is. Every time, every time one of these things bubbles up, a new situation like this bubbles up, you get to the bottom of who's behind it. And they're always wildly partisan every single time. Yes. Uh, Hans, last That's- question about the Thomas Massey thing. Uh, the the Congress that certifies the elections, is that a newly sworn in Congress or is that the makeup yes. of right now? So we don't know who would have the majority in the position to potentially not accept the slate of electors from a particular state. And that is absolutely correct. Oh boy. <laughs> Man, let's not go down that road. <laughs> let's get this. Let's get the ballot stuff straight. Uh, whew. Well, we appreciate you, Hans. Uh, Happy New Year to you. There's going to be so much to talk about. You're going to be necessary for that conversation as we march through 2024. So thanks for being here again with us today. Sure thing. Nice to see you. Yep, you as well. Bye-bye. Hans von Spakovsky, the Senior Legal Fellow at the Heritage Foundation, former FEC Commissioner and DOJ lawyer. Helpful information there. That Thomas Massey tweet. Now, I talked to some other legal minds that I respect uh, because it was break and I didn't have an outlet to come talk to you folks about it. And their suggestion to me was like, yes, but it's not just that simple. Um, it, it never was. It never is. And the the left and their partisan ways of, of the gosh, is it's not so obvious that they are fearful that Donald Trump might win. If Donald Trump is the pariah that they all suggest that he is, if Donald Trump is the danger that Americans alike know him to be why are you so afraid of him winning re-election makes one wonder that you got to keep him off the ballot in order to beat him all right let's get wiggins america in here when we come back do not go away the uh, youtube live chat poll for today grade your outlook in 2024 we want to know what you're thinking is coming this year uh jb said i gave an f election already rigged that's why they are concerned about but are that's why they are concerned about biden why no debates not needed being a Debbie Downer. JB, turn that frown upside down. 
Thank you for being with us here on the Annie Fry Show. Carlos said, I pick B. With this year of change, I'm choosing to have hope. Carlo, if you're gonna have hope, just go all the way for A. If we're just if we're just willing it to be be the case, let's go for an A. Jackie said B slash C. Many more people are waking up, and I believe in our potential. It serves no one to hold negative outlook. Be a part of the change you wish to see in the world. Thank you, Jackie. Wiggins America. When we come back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Wiggins! Oh! Wiggins! Hi. Hi. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you. And uh, and Leah, too. Hello. You've Hi. Been, you've been here. Yeah, I've been here quite a bit. Uh, Leah was here, I think, almost the whole time. I heard great yeah. things. Really? Yeah. Oh. About Leah. Oh. oh. I was like, did you hear them from me or from somebody else? Yeah, were they about <laughs> yeah. the general public? <laughs> Leah's been sending her DMs. I've been doing yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> So Brad came back a couple days ago. Yeah, I was Monday. here for a day, and then I was gone oh, for a day. Um, but you, now this is the full team back, so I just wanted to see before we jumped into this, and I, this is a tip for the year we're going to jump, jump into here for a minute. But how did your break go? Was it productive? Was it restful? What did you want it to be, and what was it? A plus. A plus. Yeah. Uh, restful. Okay. I did laundry, which is productive, but it doesn't feel like that because those kids keep wearing clothes. Yes, they do. It's awful. One of the nice things about break, though, is that you can keep putting them in the same clothes over and over and over. You don't have to do that if they don't ever change. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I looked at my... I, I'm not going to tell you which kid. But I was like, <laughs> when was the last time you showered? And child says, I don't know, a few days ago. I'm like, you do not get to go few days. And if you're saying few days, that means you don't know. So this was Molly. It was Molly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Get in the shower. I feel like the Christmas show and playing X's and O's with all the kids in here was seven years ago. That does seem a lifetime ago. But I think that was the last time we were all in studio together, wasn't it? Yep. Brad, uh, break. Was it intended (laughs) to be restful? Was it intended to be productive? Which was it? It was intended to be productive, and I I describe it as, uh, been jokingly describing it as the, the break of the, that would be the break equivalent of the 2023 St. Louis Cardinals season. So it what it 
I had a whole bunch of stuff that I wanted to get done, and I just hit roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. But then I would also say that in the offseason, the Cardinals made some good moves and signed some good players, and the break <laughs> actually ended with some really good news and a couple Who'd things going well. Uh, uh, Did you get a new dog? Walt? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you get a first-class pitcher at least? Yes. Okay, good. Leah, you. Last one before we move on here, because I got some tips here. This is all leading in. How was your break? I wasn't on a break. <laughs> I thought that's kind of what you were going to say. What yeah. does that mean? He was talking about your lunch break. Yeah, yeah it was good. How was I, your lunch break? I'm going to go get cake later. Yeah. Great. You still heating up your sandwiches? Yes. That's something I microwave my sandwiches, people. The... Uh, the Christmas time, it's just this kind of purgatory for people in the media business. Chances are a few of you might have dipped out over the course of time where you were uh, trying to remember what day it was. We get it. We understand it. Um, in, in some cases, we're encouraged to take time off that way at the same time so that we're not taking as much time off when everything is firing on all cylinders. But for someone like Leah... You got to go head first, and it was sink or swim. Like, mm-hmm. for you to be able to have that time and not honestly be overlooked by, I'm sorry that Ryan was there, which is <laughs> yeah, probably slave driving. Uh, no, but I mean, for you to be able to do it and have to have to do it, that's yeah. usually a really good opportunity for growth for somebody like you, and I'm sure Ryan was very helpful. I got to tell you, I was not here every day that you mm-hmm. were running the board, but the days that I was here, you did a great job. You. Yeah, there were there weren't a lot of like, oh no, what's happening moments, and that's that's really all you have to avoid when you're on the board. Except Speaking for, of Wiggins America, oh. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say, except for that one time, the other Ryan muted his mic, and that wasn't you. We had dead air. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> that was not you, but that was panic. I yeah. understand that was a moment. So the reason I'm asking you guys, you know, whether you had a productive break or a restful break, or really even what your intention was, and just to fill you in. My intention was to have a very productive break, just cleaning out. I do this once a year, and really I only do it about once every two years, like a full-on clean out the furnace room. But it took me four days, and I got up yesterday, which was still a day off for me, got up yesterday, and I just went right in there and just kept going. And, man, it was so satisfying just cleaning out the furnace room. Did you get a dumpster? No, I didn't do that, but I did call the big trash pickup people. Mm -hmm. And we threw so much on the curb, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, look at all that that was in here. It's no longer in the house. I've gotten a dumpster before. It is the most satisfying thing in the world. It's like once you st- once you have gotten in, you're like, gosh, I don't know. That's a big dumpster. I don't want to throw my things in there. And pretty soon it's like, all right, one of you kids is going. Let's get out there and <laughs> yep. get in the dumpster. Like, you can't stop once. And, and I need a new dumpster. So taking recommendations on good dumpster companies. Because I need another one for some spring cleaning coming. Me up too. Next. I'd love to. I'd love to know because it was great. It, it's addictive too. Once you get going, mm-hmm. you cannot stop. And so <clears throat> the fact that I had one additional day yesterday, I, I needed it because that was my okay. I'm going to try to close this thing out. Try to make sure that everything is where it needs to be because you got to take everything out, put it all back. So that was all my break, and it was very very productive. Loved it. So the reason I brought this topic up today is simply for that reason. Now, let's talk about this in terms of the show, though. Do you ever experience afternoon slumps? Yes, unfortunately, (laughs) poorly timed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's my next question is what time? Because there's an ebb and flow to the show. You're on three hours a day. You got to lead for three hours. Is there a time that you feel like you are usually full of more energy than others and other times that you aren't? Uh, yes. 
<laughs> I'm holding my extra shot Scooter's latte, and this is to avoid that being public. <laughs> Does, if what, I have, what time is that for you? Well, I get I get this coffee and I drink it between usually 11:30 and 12:30. I still have some left. I need to get going, but that keeps me energized through the show. And then if I don't have it, I will yawn during my own show. Like the show is so boring, I'm yawning. It's my show. <laughs> I'm bored with myself. So, Brad, do you ever hit that point? Oh yeah. Uh, is is there the a show? typical point <laughs> from noon to three? No, no, it's not during the show. It's usually about thirty minutes after I get home from what whatever. So it's not a time. That's almost evening it's, slump. It's a time frame. Yeah. So if I get home at three thirty, four thirty, five thirty. That next within that next thirty minutes, I'll hit the slump. I've fallen asleep sitting on the couch before, not laying or lounging, just Such an old man thing sitting to do. there, and it just kind of falls asleep. And like, what am I doing? A skill. I did it Tuesday. It's a terrible. My skill wife's at like, six. you've been working for one day. <laughs> I was off I was Friday. working really yeah. hard. I was off Friday through Monday. Went back Tuesday for one day, and I fell asleep at six o'clock, man, right there on the couch. I I didn't realize I'd missed the brain fog. Mm-hmm. But like at the end of the show, Annie talks about this. Like you hit this point, and the words don't come out of your mouth. Oh no, they come out. They're the wrong words. That though. too. <laughs> That's my Friday afternoon. My kids think it's hilarious. I'm like a malfunctioning machine. Well, one thing I did realize while being off is that um, this is a job in particular that I'm sure you guys will uh, recognize also that you do have to mentally be engaged the entire time, 100. percent Yeah. and therefore I get home from work sometimes and my wife's like what were you doing standing in the same spot or sitting all day and I'm like you don't understand (laughs) you're mentally engaged in a way that you cannot check out on 100% of the time I went to uh, embody her health which uh, I got a whole like panel done because I am so tired all the time and they told me I don't know I think I did I tell the story on the air I think I did I don't remember it. Maybe. When they did my the panel, they told me that I have the lowest B12 number they've ever seen. Oh, maybe you should get some B12. Well, apparently that comes from eating animal products, and I don't eat a ton of meat. I ha- realize now that I'm thinking about it, how much I elect to avoid it. I don't have a problem with it. I like to eat a chicken sandwich. I'll eat a burger. I'll eat a steak. But when the option presents itself, I just opt out. And it turns out that it's very problematic. So I'm supposed to go back next week to see if what I've been doing since then is helping. But I actually think that part of my exhaustion is, I've thought of this in the last four weeks, that having to be mentally focused for three hours a day, 15 hours a week, maybe this that's just the byproduct of doing that. And I think there are people out there who are doing manual labor like, come on. The, it is mentally exhausting. That is also one of the things, though, that I love about this job because I like making myself engage, making myself wake up all the time. Otherwise, I get bored. I, I, re, I do when I'm not at work. Uh, the average afternoon slump, they say, starts for Americans. Good news. Three o'clock. Yes. Sorry, Reardon. <laughs> uh, sorry, Mark. Yeah. Uh, what about throughout the week? Because Americans were polled on this and had different days, but there's one day that stood out the most. Is there a day of the week that you find to be the toughest? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. T- Tuesday or Wednesday. My my worst one is Monday. Okay. 
I don't have one because I take care of myself. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> no, dang. No, no dang. I love it when Leah out Brad's Brad. I, <laughs> it makes me so happy. I eat properly during the day, so I don't have the slump. You're also 26. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's, let us all go back to what I said in the first uh, segment, which was I'm about to turn 40 and I'm in my head about it. And now I'm like really in my head and my heart about it. Go on. Leah, you were invited into every Wiggins America segment okay. forever. Oh my God. As long as you can keep doing that. Okay. <laughs> I take care of myself. Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't directed at anybody. It was directed at everybody. It sure felt like it was directed at people. <laughs> I don't have I that I don't problem. have that because I take care of myself. <laughs> I do the basic bare minimum so that I don't have that problem. Anywho. <laughs> By the way. Tuesday. <laughs> so that's what that feels like. I, what I want to say right now is I think Leah feels bad. You don't need to feel bad. Don't. You were just I don't really think, honest. I don't think she does. No? No, I think she's fine. When we get off the air, she's going to go, guys, I didn't mean to offend you. <laughs> and we're going to say, you did offend you us, did. but it's okay. It's great radio. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> don't stop doing that. Yeah, just lean into it. I'm complaining about turning 40 and everybody in the comments like, Annie, I'll be 60 in April. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I know. I said that to my mom this week. I'm like, oh, you just don't understand how much we're doing. And she's like, uh. <laughs> I don't think you understand how much you're doing. Uh, Tuesday was revealed to be the most afternoon slump-inducing day of the week. Monday, you get back and you're like, all right, let's go. Let's get some things done. And then Tuesday, you're like, gosh, it's still not Friday. Not, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the very longest, true. longest week ever. Tuesday, Wednesday. But Thursday, I got to admit, on our show, it's like, it kicks into a different gear. Only mm. when Trisha comes in for Annie, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> I've said this before. When Trisha walks in the studio to do that segment, for whatever reason, is she doing it today, by the way? Yes. Yes, yes. she is. Yes, is about, Thursday. This is about Yay. as early as I ever realized it. Yes. I'm always like teasing something for the next segment, and I forget that she's coming in. And then she comes in, I'm like, oh, I'm off the hook. Yeah, let's go. Let's. It's the weekend. Thursday uh, at 2.30. Yeah, Thursdays, is, it's, yeah, it's like everybody's realizing that it's almost Friday on Thursday. There's a different energy. Uh, for those who experience slumps, which is almost three-fourths of people, uh, they say the top causes are either lack of caffeine. You got that one taken care of. Yeah, maybe too much. Not this one, though. Boredom? <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> lack of energy? Uh, that, yeah. that seems like it would be the cause of all slumps. Lack of food? Only if you don't take care of yourself. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> lack, of, lack of food. Now, Leah could speak to this. She eats healthy, so she doesn't have a lack of food. Why are you talking about Leah? What about us? Maybe you guys do. Maybe you're not eating healthy enough like Leah is. Probably not. I'm not as good as Leah. <laughs> I like that it doesn't say a lack of healthy food. It just says lack of food, well, like you, you haven't eaten. Uh, that's a problem with this show, too, because when you go on the air at noon mm -hmm. and you talk for three hours, if I eat a bunch of food right before I go on the air, I can't be sitting here belching into the microphone or like... That's my job. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I missed being here. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about this one. Lack of sleep. Is that one on the list for you? I told Brad, guess what time I went to sleep last night? One? Th that's a trick question. I did. You didn't go to sleep last night. Guess what time I went to sleep? I, like three? Six. Four. Four? <laughs> yeah. Well, then what do you sleep until, though? 6.30. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't imagine being that. I can't I, imagine doing that. I don't have to necessarily get out of bed, but that's when I wake up and start like watching the news and reading articles and if the kids need help, yeah. whatever. I know I get like it's a big 20 one. seconds. It's probably a source of one a of lot the most of my... amazing things I've ever seen a human being achieve.
was when you did not sleep all night going into our Disney trip. Got oh, up. Yeah. I was I, like, I, was, I was like, got up, but you didn't get up. You were just up. You were at my house. Yeah, we, I woke up and you were still awake. And just watching me was weird. And then, <laughs> we get, and then we get on a plane well, and we do thirty thousand steps that day. I didn't invite you to sleep at my house. That's why it was weird. <laughs> Tyrus, we come back. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.